Welcome to episode 4 of 10 Minutes with Mel and Sam in New York City. This week, our topic of conversation is living like a local in New York City, with when we interview our budget extraordinaire Felicity, my sister, and after that we're going to talk to our Airbnb host Michelle about what to look for when renting an illegal Airbnb in New York City. Yeah, that was illegal everybody, not illegal. <laughs> you can find out more about us over at www.rideronthe-road.com, and you can support us via Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rider on the road and i'd like to give a big shout out right at the very beginning we've had our very first patreon supporter and it's our beautiful janine thank you very much janine we're looking forward to others joining you so we're going to start with our first guest today felicity welcome felicity hello yeah and just before we go ahead everybody everything that felicity says cannot possibly be true and it wasn't <laughs> sam and i don't it's listen to lies <laughs> so felicity do you want to talk to us about the budget you've been preparing we started our trip with a budget of 150 dollars a day between us that's american dollars yeah so was, te- yeah ten thousand australian dollars we started with ten thousand australian dollars which converted to around six and a half thousand us dollars we had a budget of 150 dollars a day between us which some days got up to 150 each. And we even started a separate book column so we could feel better about ourselves not spending as much each day. So how did you format the budget, Felicity? Like, what kind of tools did you use and what tips can you give other travellers who might be wanting to do the same thing? So I just used an Excel spreadsheet. I started with, like, the day. I recommend you use the date, not the day number. That gets confusing. But... She's like, what was day 20? What was day 20? <laughs> Yeah, so then I just put a category. So, for example, food, groceries, drink, how much that cost. And then I totaled everything at the end of the day um, and subtracted it from our overall budget amount, which I allotted for 6000 US dollars. So we have overall. some excess in there, right, for more books? We ran out of that excess a little bit, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, normally, normally I think with a couple, you budget for $100 a day. Uh, but that's meant to include accommodation, car hire, all that good stuff. Which we actually paid for beforehand, so that's probably not the best representation <laughs> of how it should work. All right. So because we're doing this experiment uh, living like locals in New York City, we have been using a weekly uh, train or yeah, subway pass. Metro uh, card. Yeah, yeah. 30, $33 a day each. $33 a week, kids, not a day. That would oh. be pricey. <laughs> yeah, $33 a week. We have been trying to weed at home for the most part. We had our first fancy meal out just recently and we're into week four of our trip. So we've tried very much to eat locally. We're not staying in Manhattan. That would have um, been out of our budget. So even though I've recently been to the Romantic Writers Association conference and seen how the other half lived, I actually got on the subway and came back out to Astoria, break my heart kind of stuff, but it, it has allowed us to stay for longer and we've still got a month of our trip to go. I think you either come to the big city or the greatest city in the world for a good time and a quick time, but if you're going to stay longer, you have to be a little bit more careful. Uh, for the long-term travellers, Lonely Planet take care of that very, very nicely. But we were trying to stay for a couple of months. Sam, I believe it's yours and Felicity's fault that the theatre budget blew out rather rather strongly. In our defence, the entire theatre budget is still less than what they spent on books. So I'm counting it as okay. I actually, I'm in both of these categories. <laughs> I think 
the thing is, is what you were saying, you either come for like a sensible time or you come to have fun. This is a bad approach to money. <laughs> Don't listen to us. We're not your financial advisors. Yeah, but I, I'm, like I said, I think it's good It's good to try and keep your daily expenses down on food and stuff like that. So you yeah. can then have extra money in the budget to splurge on theatre tickets or books or something like that. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly. So we've been spending around, I'd say like $20 a day each on food and that's if we do have the occasional meal out or something like that so we do have a bit of a surplus when it comes to theatre tickets and books and stuff like that so you kind of have to just figure out what your priorities are when it comes to what you want to spend yeah and one of the things uh, that the girls can't talk about this but I can talk about rather knowledgeably is it's the the meals are reasonably cheap but the alcohol is quite expensive so most places if you if you drink you're looking at 12 to 15 dollars for a glass of wine uh, cocktails are around that 15 to 18 dollars which is the same price for a burger just just so you have some context. Yeah. yeah, and the girls have had to wear little wrist bound bands around their wrists or crosses on their wrists uh, because the legal age of drinking, of course, is over 21. Um, so they've been sort of branded like cattle as <laughs> underage. Yeah, I think it just goes to show that we all have specific areas of the budget that we tend to splurge in and other areas of the budget where we tend to be good in. So, for example, I don't eat out. Ever. And if it is, it's a bowl of rice. Yeah. yeah. And I don't eat when I'm travelling so because I'm so fussy. <laughs> um, but we have found that not to be put off by what the outside of some of the places look like when you go in. We had, a, I think it was a foot-long bagel sandwich thing and it was just in a little cafe here in Astoria. And it was probably one of the most amazing uh, meals we've had since we've been it here. It was like a really extravagant Subway sandwich. Yeah, a really, a really, really big one. And and takeaway, we I think a lot of the restaurants have um, the price of delivery built in. Uh, we haven't coped as well with tipping. Working so it out. complicated and scary. We they give you three <laughs> receipts and you have to do maps. Yeah. We were at this restaurant and they gave Sam the receipt and it said, here, here are the three like tip prices, like 15, 18, 20%. And she just went into full-blown panic mode and started like... Loki screaming like what do I do what do I do they bring you the receipt and then walk away again <laughs> and I'm like I don't know what you want me to do with this man yeah um we spoke to Michelle our landlady because we think accommodation is one of the biggie costs uh when you're staying in in New York City and she has very kindly given us some tips on what to look for and how best to to manage that rather large expense from New York City, we're moving up to the Hudson Valley and we're sticking with the Airbnb approach, but we're pretty careful to make sure it's legal because I think the last thing I'd want to do is um, arrive somewhere and find that my money has been eaten and that we're stranded in the street. Exactly. And some of the Airbnb places are very cagey about how they... Very dodgy. Yeah, how they word their things like enter in the back door and don't disturb any of the permanent tenants because uh, people want to be able to continue to use the place. So, look, use Airbnb. We're, we're having a wonderful time with it. Just um, use with caution. Yeah, just make sure. I think uh, Michelle talks about super hosts. Yeah, and she talks about the the qualifications a uh, place needs to have for you to be able to stay there. Yeah, and as for our books being taken into a separate column, uh, I think our, our financier has been a rather extravagant. Sam's only bought, we added them up uh, for this budget episode. Sam's got 34 and I've got 19 Plus a bunch from the Romance Writers Conference, but they were technically free. Yeah, plus another 30 from the Romance Conference. We're not quite sure how we're getting home 
or if we're even going to make it home with all these books, but we're going to do our best. Um, there are five piles on their dresser. <laughs> five. Yeah, and uh, the other thing is theatre tickets. Not many people come and see the amount of theatre that we have seen, but in our defence, we haven't bought any clothes. We don't. Yeah. We've gone into this beautiful, beautiful jewellery shop where a necklace is eight and nine hundred dollars, and we feel like the before case of pretty woman where the ladies look us up and down and go hmm, maybe we're not going to serve you yeah uh, it's true everybody it happens yeah might have something to do with the way we're dressed perhaps <laughs> but like we said the main takeaway is spend the money on the things you care about and then do a bunch of other stuff that is free so for example we've gone to broadway and bryant park and seen broadway performers perform for free and we've wandered around suburbs and window shopped and got chased out of expensive places, which is all very fun and doesn't cost anything. So yeah. you just got a balance. We got thrown out of the Marriott. That was really cool. But again, it was the way we were dressed, I think. And it was clear that we were having a rest in the air conditioning. Uh, the other thing that we did was hire our bikes. That was one of our best days, I would suggest, so far. When we move into the country, we're hiring a car. And we were given a tip very early on that if you hire a car for a week, uh, it's cheaper than hiring it by the day. So we've got a week up in the Hudson Valley. Again, a lot of our running around and touristing has been done now. Uh, so we'll be sort of doing picnics and swims in the river, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Felicity, did you have any final tips about how to keep the budget on track? Well, we have found that keeping a daily tally, like every night just going through and keeping all your receipts and adding them up, it really helps you to keep things in perspective so you can see, oh, maybe tomorrow we shouldn't be spending this much on this but rather we should be doing this or you should be having down days like we've had a few days where we've just kind of chilled around at home or explored a story or like that day mum was talking about where we hired the bikes and went to the park and stuff like that so it's finding a way to maintain your budget while still not sacrificing what you want to do yeah and communicating about it and like having a little ritual of going through it together. exactly like talking to the people you're with and being like hey also you might want to cut back on your spending a little bit because we are 70 dollars over or something like that you know yeah, yeah, we had a lot of those conversations and mm. most of them were directed at Sam and I. I don't know how it happened um, because I'm all for down days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks, Felicity. Again, I think my main takeaway is if you have more time in a place, you can actually do this. So I know if you yeah, flew yeah, in for you a week. You don't feel like you need to be forced to be doing anything. Like we've had the opportunity to just be, maybe I don't want to go out to Manhattan again and go to Times Square and have to deal with all those people. Like I, we were talking yesterday and we were saying how we've been in New York for three weeks, have seen the Statue of Liberty from afar, have... I haven't seen the Empire State Building. We don't, building. we don't know. We've we seen don't the Empire State we Building. Found it. We've barely discovered Times Square. So we haven't really done any of the touristy things. We've found what we wanted to do instead. Yeah. yeah. I, I call it the road less travelled. If you uh, listen now, we've got a great... Okay. Interview with Michelle. Yeah, great interview with Michelle. And I have here my beautiful Airbnb hostess, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hello, Mel. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, I've got to tell you, everyone, I'm sitting here with this most amazing, beautiful young lady, and you're Brazilian? Yes, I am. Yeah? And she's the only one I've met, everyone, who's taller than Sam and slimmer than Sam. I didn't think there was anyone in this world like that. Um, <laughs> Michelle, everyone's really excited to hear about this beautiful space that we're staying in in Astoria. It's an up-and-coming area. Yeah. And people thank are finding you. their way to your doorstep, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Um, looks like my Airbnb has become very popular. 
Thankfully, I've been booked out usually six months in advance, so I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, now everyone, I've got a brand new dishwasher, I've got a brand new fridge, washing machine. Oh, I haven't got a washing machine, I've got to go across to the laundry for that. Um, <laughs> but the bathroom, it's a basement apartment, which is really cool and literally really cool because we're in the middle of a heat wave at the moment and we hardly even need our air conditioning. But the most exciting thing about this place is that it's legal. Yes. Uh, and that's a real problem in New York, isn't it? Yeah, so the law pertains to three family unit buildings or more. And um, it is also required that the owner is present in the building and that they own the building, right? So what was happening before this law was that people were renting out apartments and then they were doing Airbnb in it, making more money than the owner was making. And also people just weren't being careful with who they were letting in their home and it was just a lot of carelessness. So the city decided to impose some laws to control it. And I think they, you know, have controlled it quite a lot. Um, I think there's still a lot of illegal Airbnbs out there, but the city's cracking down on it more and more. But you can spot it on Airbnb, Michelle, can't you? Because you're a super host. You have lots of fantastic reviews. And we were looking at one recently and it said something like, you've got the back flat and the permanent tenants are in the front flats. Please don't be seen by anybody because we want to keep this place going for as long as we can. And that to us sent up a big red flag. Oh, yeah. Um, like I told you earlier before um, was that I also help people manage their Airbnb. And this one time this guy came, it was in Harlem, and he showed me his apartment. He was like, okay, just to let you know, it's a different address than what is listed. I want the guests to go through the back. And I was like, you know what, no thank you. Um, because, you know, you're on vacation, you get somewhere, you don't want to go through like the back of a building, like you're some kind of like forbidden person. I don't know. It's just not my ideal um, idea of a vacation. Yeah. You know? And the other thing is just something really simple is a fire alarm. Now, we've got a fire alarm in our basement apartment. I was only reading an article in the New York Times, I think it was a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. that... A lot of these illegal Airbnbs run into all sorts of problems um, because if there's a fire, there's no fire alarm. Yeah, I mean, I think um, maybe those buildings are older too. So this apartment was renovated into be a legal apartment because, and like we had an architect like legalize and everything like that. Um, and so it's required for you to have fire alarm and sprinkler system as well. Um, so I think a lot of these Airbnbs or even just where there's residents um yeah. yeah they're not following the building code <laughs> yeah and this is really cool we've got a we've got a separate bedroom everybody we've got a shower and bathtub uh i've had several baths since i've been here it's really really great yeah. uh and then we've got a really big living area michelle has even come in uh once a week and changes all our linen and makes our bed now we can't ask any more than that can we <laughs> well anything to help you guys with your stay Moving right along to Astoria itself, you've been here since you were five and you've seen a lot of changes, haven't you? I definitely have. Um, the city, well, this neighborhood definitely has grown and just a lot more trendier restaurants and boutique shops and cafes, so that's nice. Yeah. Can you recommend your favorite, we were talking earlier, recommending your favorite places to eat in Astoria? Okay. Well, of course, I have to give a shout out to Favela Restaurant. It is a Brazilian restaurant on... 28th Avenue and I believe it's 35th Street um, they have a really 
nice, what's it called, picanha. It's a um, cut of red meat, and it's really good with rice, beans, and just your um, Brazilian side dishes that you wouldn't know if I said. <laughs> Astoria is really central. We're 10 minutes from midtown Manhattan, Yeah. and we're, we're in the borough of Queens. Uh, we can ride our bikes around. We can get to the ferry very easily. Uh, and it's up and coming as far as uh, we were talking earlier about culture and artists and lots more people are finding their way out this way, aren't they? Yeah, seems like it. Um, I think I mentioned to you uh, through messaging how majority of the residents here have been, their families have been here for generations. And so um, what I'm finding more is just like a lot more newcomers from outside of New York are coming here as well so it's a nice mix yeah and i think we're in a greek area this morning as you said it's got a um, brazilian it's got a puerto rican what 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 other nationalities have we come across i'm sure all of them yeah it's 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 amazing and it's reflected in all the in all the little cafes all the little eateries and the music that we see as we walk along the street there's people sitting on the steps all the time i'm well, guessing there's no backyards here everyone because everyone's sitting out in their front yards it's on very their steps common. yeah we call it stoop and people just hang out on the stoops in the summer yeah uh, <laughs> we'd sit down on our stoop everybody but i think it's about 115 degrees in the shade out there right now yeah <laughs> um, but maybe next week any recommendations when you're looking for a good airbnb as you said you're a super host and you know how to go about this business uh, what would you recommend to the rest of us when we're looking for somewhere? Okay, well, not only am I a host, I'm also a guest, and I love to travel. And so when I'm looking at an Airbnb to stay, I definitely look at five-star places. So I turn on the Superhost tab, um, and I look at the pictures, of course, and the reviews. I think that's the number one thing. You want to see what people have to say about it. You also want to make sure that the reviews are recent, Um, because things can change and yeah I would say that is like the main way to do it Um, also if you um, convenience I think is very important so make sure it's like close to transportation places you can eat and whatever you'd like to do and depending on the city you're in now last question this is very important for us everyone because as you know our lives are permanently on the road now (laughs) you said you've traveled a lot when we leave New York City and we go to our next country, where do you recommend? Well, I was just in Morocco um, two to three weeks ago. I think it was three weeks ago. Uh, and it was amazing. I stayed at a luxury camp in the Sahara Desert. And in one day, I crossed off so many things on my bucket list. So we woke up five o'clock in the morning to ride camels through um, to see the sunrise. And so that was really beautiful. And then in the afternoon, we ATV'd through the sand dunes, so that was really fun. Um, And then at night, we watched, we stargazed, and I saw so many shooting stars in like a matter of minutes, um, the most I've seen in my life. Um, So that was really beautiful. Yeah, and and you don't have to do a lot of the paid tours and the expensive things when you're when you're traveling do you if you keep your eye out and plan i think one of the things you said was most important that you plan ahead yes uh, so that you're forewarned i think yeah so plan ahead and do your research um you know with google nowadays you can find you can just simply ask how to travel on a budget to so and so place yeah and i found TripAdvisor really really good even getting yeah. from place to place or even checking out astoria 
TripAdvisor was very, very strong in, in giving candid advice and always someone who lived in the area would pop up and say, hey, I live here and this is what I think. Okay, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, it's always good to get a perspective from a local. Yeah. Now, your place is on Airbnb, Michelle, uh, so we can find it. But for we're paying a bit over 100 Australian dollars to, to stay here for our six weeks, mm-hmm. uh, really good value. If we moved in closer to Brooklyn, we'd be paying double and triple that, wouldn't we? Probably, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so everyone, you've heard it here first on Rider on the Road. Astoria is the next place to go. Very multicultural. Great streets, very easy to find your way around. And a lot of green space, which is unusual here as well, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Bye.